Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is Steve Cagle, the CEO at Clearwater. Steve, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Jared. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm awesome. really excited to, to have you on. Uh, are you, we're recording this right after we were just uh, at Vive a, a few weeks ago and uh, it was it was a great event. It was. You were obviously one of the, the title sponsors of it. So, I mean, I saw your logo everywhere, which is, which is great, right? Which is what you want. Um, before we dive in, we'd love to hear, you know, what did you think of Vive? And then we'll start off by giving your background and then uh, a quick overview of uh, Clearwater. Sure. Uh, well, Vive, Vive is a great event. It, it's a, uh, an event that really brings together healthcare uh, innovation. Uh, so digital health companies that are new and, and beginning earlier in their journey, all the way to larger organizations that are uh, really creating a lot of new, exciting technologies um, and, and brings those organizations together, those companies together with senior leaders and healthcare organizations uh, and also with investors and incubators. So really connecting that uh, healthcare ecosystem of innovation, which I think is uh, something that's really helping to accelerate some of these great benefits that we're seeing with uh, with all this new technology. Uh, we're really pleased to see a bit more focus this year with uh, cybersecurity because cybersecurity has become uh, a, a really important issue and risk that all business leaders uh, all the way up through the board of directors need to be concerned about. So there were uh, four uh, sessions uh, this year, speaking sessions on cybersecurity. We hope that there'll be more next year. And uh, and then we also had, as, as you alluded to, um, the, uh, the cybersecurity pavilion, which Clearwater sponsored. And we were very happy to do that uh, in conjunction with, with AHIS. Um, so Great event. Um, it grew from last year, and uh, you know, certainly looking forward to uh, to seeing how it continues to evolve as a uh, a key place for for important uh, innovation in healthcare. Yeah, it'll be interesting, especially uh, next year. It's in uh, Los Angeles, um, so we should get a lot of people on the West Coast that that attend uh, the event, which will be really cool. Um, yeah, we're doing things backwards today, everyone on the on the show, right? We we go into shouting out uh, a vibe, but uh, Steve would love. <laughs> For you to quickly just give the audience, for those that maybe don't know you, a quick overview of your background and then kind of tie that into a quick overview of Clearwater before we dive in here today. Sure. Um, my background has been in, in healthcare for my entire career. I uh, began my career in a uh, technology company and a software company that provided quality management software to the pharmaceutical and medical device medtech industries. Uh, there was a lot of compliance associated with that uh, solution as well as helping organizations to be more uh, efficient in, uh, in, in delivering uh, their products to the market uh, and deliver them in a quality way. So I was there for about 10 years. It was a startup company that grew very, very quickly and uh, was, uh, was purchased by private equity. Uh, I moved on to some other private equity-owned uh, companies in consumer healthcare and pharma, but really wanted to uh, get back into technology and, and compliance. And that led to uh, the opportunity at Clearwater I joined the company in 2018, uh, shortly after Altaris Capital Partners made a strategic investment and uh, was really attracted to the market, uh, the uh, opportunity to really help healthcare in solving an important challenge in security and compliance, and uh, also was just uh, really uh, impressed by the great team that existed at Clearwater and the great culture that we had as a company. Um, so I've been here for uh, about five years now. and. Since that time, we've we've really uh, grown as an organization, thanks to many 
uh, a lot of great input from our customers, uh, a lot of collaboration in the industry. Uh, Clearwater provides cybersecurity, compliance, and privacy services and, and software to healthcare. We're 100% healthcare focused. Uh, we work with hospitals and health systems, digital health companies, uh, physician practice management groups, really any type of organization that does business in healthcare. And our mission is simply to uh, help those organizations achieve their missions by making them more secure, compliant, and resilient. So at the end of the day, uh, what gets us really excited about the work that we do is that we're helping healthcare to better serve patients, to protect uh, the, uh, the patients uh, from breach or from uh, inability to deliver care from a ransomware attack. And, um, you know, we're, we're a growing organization serving over 500 customers today. And uh, you know, really proud of the work that, that we do. The the healthcare focus is interesting, right? Because there's a lot of companies in the cybersecurity space. And what you'll see with a lot of them is they kind of say, we cover, you know, all of the above, right? Talk us through the importance and, and also the, the strategic focus of saying, we're going to focus in on healthcare because, I mean, I think even versus some of these other industries, healthcare has even a bigger need for cybersecurity because you have patient records, you have all this information. Talk us through why that focus in healthcare is so important. Yeah, well, healthcare, um, as everyone who's in healthcare knows, is, is unique and it has uh, a unique set of uh, needs, of course, as well as um, you know different aspects to uh, the environment that we're in today. It's uh, from a cybersecurity perspective, it has traditionally underinvested in security. Uh, it's also, to an extent, underinvested in technology, although we're seeing uh, a lot of uh, innovation, as we just talked about, in healthcare. And a lot of that innovation is, is coming very, very quickly. Uh, when you're in a healthcare environment and you're deploying new technology, you certainly do have to think about the impact to, uh, to the patient. Uh, so there's a clinical impact. Um, and, you know, there's also just the dynamics of healthcare, uh, especially today, being very short-staffed. Uh, being low on resources, expenses going up, reimbursement going down. So many healthcare organizations are, are cash strapped. And, you know, we're, we're always looking for ways in healthcare to improve uh, outcomes for our patients, but also, to, of course, to, to deal with the reality of having to reduce costs. So a lot of that is driving new technology and it's doing a lot of good things, but it's also creating an environment that uh, is much more vulnerable to cyber attacks and the number of cyber attacks uh, on healthcare has increased significantly over the last several years. Um, and at this point, it is the most targeted industry out of all of our critical infrastructure industries for ransomware. So healthcare organizations are, uh, are really struggling with that dynamic as they're looking to innovate and create this new technology, but now they're creating new vulnerabilities. There's more data, there's more people accessing that data. They're sharing it with more third parties. And all along the way, of course, they've underinvested in security, and they're um, and they're not necessarily uh, in a position to make significant investments very quickly. So that's really where, where you know we're finding opportunities to help the industry to uh, solve and, and and to manage some of those issues. And those needs also change um, depending on which part of healthcare we're talking about. So a, a digital health company at an early stage is is very very different than a large uh, hospital system that has dozens of hospitals and ambulatory locations may have a health plan. It's also very different from uh, a physician practice management group that's private equity backed that's growing very, very quickly. So we've taken the approach to really specialize in different, uh, not just in healthcare, but also in different market segments of healthcare to address uh, those, those very specific needs. 
And, you know, one of the things I also wanted to, to be able to dive into with you here today, I mean, how often do we get the, the CEO of a, you know, a major cybersecurity company on? This is a topic that's fresh, you know, top of mind for a lot of people, the Silicon Valley Bank collapse, right? What I haven't seen too many people talk about, and which is part of the reason I was really excited to have you on, is the cybersecurity implica- uh, implications of something like that. Uh, or in this case, this. Can you talk us through what those are? Yeah, absolutely. And, and and you're absolutely right to bring that up because whenever there is a large sum of money at stake and, uh, you know, there's a sense of uh, ur- urgency and, and uncertainty, you know, almost panic, if you will, um, it's, it's a prime opportunity for cyber criminals to develop some new scam or some new way of, of trying to... Um, entice people to, to give them information or to give them money. And we did see signs of, of these uh, scams taking place. They're still taking place uh, specifically in conjunction with the Silicon Valley Bank collapse. So uh, there were numerous suspicious websites that were registered following the collapse. Um, you know, even though our government has said that it will backstop depositors, you know, not everybody is aware of that, or maybe not everybody trusts that's really going to happen, or maybe not everybody can wait. So you know, if you're in a vulnerable position and you're you're worried, you're scared, um, and now you're receiving an email that says, uh, "Hey, we're helping depositors uh, recover their money. We're offering to buy out your deposits. Um, well, you know, we've got uh, other um, opportunities here for you to try to get something out of this." Uh, that's when you see people let their guard down because they're they're worried and they they want that solution and it feels like relief. So, um, you know, there, there were those types of scams that were that are were happening, are happening. Um, you're probably aware of the uh, uh, the US uh, USD coin at one point had three point three billion dollars stuck uh, at, at Silicon Valley Bank. And, and following that announcement, there were numerous uh, schemes that really contacted those depositors and said, hey, we've got a, a reward program where uh, we're distributing, uh, you know, we're distributing USDC uh, as part of a payback program, and then they send you a, a QR code to to scan, and they're you know they're trying to get to your, um, you know they're trying to get into your uh, your crypto wallet, right? So uh, they're not giving you money; they're they're compromising and they're they're taking money. So these are the types of things that we see, um, and you know that's this is just one example, of course, with Silicon Valley Bank, but it happens in other cases too, um, you know. Cyber criminals are very aware of uh, transactions that are taking place, mergers, acquisitions. You know, we saw that when, when we had our merger last year, Synergistic, and you need to be very aware um, when that's happening. So whenever you have a major event, absolutely, you know, you, you need to have that awareness that you're going to have these types of, of um, attacks or, or targeted attacks coming. Absolutely. Yeah, it's and I, I talked to a lot of founders mainly during that time. And I feel like for, from their point of view, they were just super scared because they've never gone through any, you know, anything like that. They, a lot of them didn't, you know, think to, to spread out their money across different funds. Now they're like, what do I do? Right. So it was, it was definitely a crazy, uh, a lot of calls were canceled uh, when, that, when all that went down because everyone was just kind of scrambling to, you know, see what they needed to do. Um, but uh yeah, that's super interesting, though, to hear the cybersecurity implica- uh, implications. Um, and and one of the one of the other things I wanted to really dive in with you, Steve, too, is just in general, um, you know, talk us through 
your advice or how you're helping you know a lot of your customers today manage cyber risk in 2023 and then maybe you know give us the what you think beyond will look like as well right yeah well yes managing cyber risk um it it starts first with having a, a good understanding of where your information is um what systems are critical to your business or support your business so we typically would do that through a, a business impact analysis where we want to understand the business process and what are the business systems that we need to run the process. But you, you really want to think of your crown jewels. You want to think about where do I have this valuable information? And, and then um, you, you really want to do a risk analysis. And a risk analysis is a process by which we look at specific vulnerabilities and threats that are associated with those information systems or with those um, parts of your systems with your components of your systems that uh, are, are really uh, things that you need to protect and then we look at the security controls that are in place and we make an assessment of how likely is it uh, for a threat to act upon a vulnerability and to cause a security event and then what's the impact to your organization so likelihood and impact those are the two components of risk and each organization needs to understand or make a decision as to where they want to draw the line. What what level of risk are they willing to accept? Now, what, what's happened, to, you know, today, or what's happened not just today, but what's happening uh, in, in this environment and going forward is that it's become much more complicated because, again, we're using all these third-party technologies that may have vulnerabilities, um, you know, that we're not aware of or that we become aware of, and we have to be aware of very quickly and act upon very quickly. We have third parties that you know we don't necessarily have control. We're giving them data, we're sharing data, or we're relying on them to perform a service that's critical to our business. And if that goes down, that's a real problem for us. So we need to assess the risk of that vendor or that vendor's technology and do that in a way that uh, gives us a level of comfort that you know it's ex an acceptable level of risk. So that's how we're, we're really working with a lot of our customers from a risk management perspective is helping them to be better at that process. We we could do that through a combination of our own proprietary software uh, and we have consulting services, but many of our, our customers now are opting to uh, really move more into a managed services program because what you know the situation is today is risk management, it's an ongoing process. You can't just do it once and you're done with it because your environment's changing very, very quickly. So the organizations that have gotten really good at understanding and responding to risk are the ones that are going to significantly reduce likelihood that they're going to have a, a breach. Um, the other thing I'll, I'll mention that I think is extremely important if we look at some of the lessons learned over last year, there were companies that had incidents that were able to detect them, contain them, and recover from them quickly. And those companies had very minimal impact to their organizations and to the data that they were protecting. There are other companies today that are out of business right? They, they weren't able to do that. And your ability as an organization to monitor, detect, respond, and recover, to have an incident response plan that you've tested, that you, you've not had to answer the question the first time, do I pay the ransom? Do I not pay the ransom? Do I notify customers? Do I have a press release? What do I tell employees? Do I call the insurance company? Which, which number do I call? All those things have to be tested as if you're going to have to go to, to battle, because it is a battle. And then you need to be able to operate your business while all this is happening with as minimal impact. So you need a business continuity plan and you need a disaster recovery plan. Too many organizations found out the hard way last year that those plans were out of date or they just didn't exist. So 
we're really working with our customers to make sure they have solid playbooks in place, they're tested, and they can remain resilient under an attack. And that would be my advice to anybody is is to really spend a lot of time and focus in that area. And and what's next that that you're really excited about for for Clearwater? Uh, are there any events that are on your radar that you'll be attending where people will be able to, you know, potentially link up with you? What, what's exciting you about the, the rest of the year? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll be at HIMSS uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. So we're, we're definitely excited about that and hoping to connect with with customers and partners and, um, and, and potential customers and others in the industry. Um, you know, we've got, um, you know, I think in terms of the company, a number of things uh, on our plate this year. So last year we we merged with uh, two great companies, Synergistic and TechLock, really with the vision of creating a clear leader in healthcare security and compliance. And we've we've really been working very hard at um, integrating the companies and, and doing everything we can to make sure that our customers are dry, are getting as much value as possible. And uh, that's resulted in, in a lot of um, really great uh, updates to our services. Some uh, new and innovative ways that we can really help our customers and uh, you know manage some of these problems or uh, challenges, I should say, that they're dealing with. Um, and we've got a lot more um, that we're we're looking as as we're looking to the rest of the year that we'll be um, bringing to our customers to continue to provide them with uh, really valuable services that are addressing some of these needs. So very excited about that, and um, yeah, just very excited about some of the things that we're seeing happening. Uh, in Washington, I would say, with some of the um, you know recent activity um, from uh, not only uh, uh, Senator Warner, uh, who's had a, a very big um, uh, uh, leadership position in terms of uh, security and healthcare, but also uh, President Biden's uh, recent uh, cybersecurity strategy, which uh, looks like it will be uh, a, a good. Um, Igniter of, of other activity that will, will certainly help to uh, to drive stronger security in healthcare and other critical infrastructure. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, it's always great too when uh, you're seeing the government get involved in in these crucial issues, right? And 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 helping uh, promote and push forward these key initiatives. Um, you know, that's not always the case, right? So when we're able to at least we're focusing on, on some of the right things in terms of cybersecurity and, and like you were just talking about. But um, I'm, I'm really so happy we were able to have you on the podcast. I hope we can have you on again in the near future, maybe get you on a panel and talk some more. I would love to do that. Really uh, enjoyed, enjoyed speaking with you today. Thanks for having me.